What is going on, Breakthrough Success listeners? Mark Barry, the content marketing specialist here. And when it comes to gaining traction, making sales, getting clients, social media is a great way to make that happen. In this episode, we're going to focus on the service-centric businesses. If you are a coach, a consultant, or you offer done-for-you services, you will greatly benefit from this episode because we will cover how to use social media marketing for your service-centric business. Our guest who joins us, he is the president and CMO of Buzzworthy, a company that helps business owners create predictable website revenue. He is on a mission to double the revenue of service-centric businesses across America. Our guest who joins us is none other than Michael Bozinski. Michael, welcome. Hey, how's it going? Michael, it is such a pleasure to have you on Breakthrough Success and social media. We have understood its potential for over a decade now. Social media has been around for quite a while. Businesses have been using it, but there's still so much more to explore for using social media to get new clients. For people who feel a little overwhelmed with social media, because we've got so many different choices now, like a while ago, it was just you pick between Facebook and Twitter. Now you have so many. How do we decide which social networks to prioritize for getting new clients? I think the most important thing to understand is that there are ways to be omnipresent, but we have to choose the channels which best suit our target audience. So if you have a business that is B2B, let's say, TikTok is something that you could use, but it's not a perfect fit. It's not where your target audience is sitting and consuming, right? Especially when they're, they're looking to do or learn things about their business, right? Because many times, what people fail to do is realize that social media is not a, a uh, traffic engine, but more of a conversion engine. So when we meet people on the channels that they are natively going to be at, just naturally be at, they're going to be more open to your message if you're not pitching them, you're teaching them, you're opening their eyes, you're educating them. All of those things are very, very important in social media today. So when, we choose, when we're going to choose our channel or maybe two or three channels that we can actually focus on and do the best that channel has to offer, we want to make sure, one, it's for our target clients. So our, potent, our target potential clients, our best ones, right? Our most profitable ones, right? And then two, we want to meet them where they are at on that channel itself. And I love this take right away. I'm a big fan of less is more. You don't want to go into every social network just for the sake of it. Like TikTok was something that when it came out, everyone was hype about it because you had people get over a million views, even if they had no traction, even if they had no audience on any other platform. But what happens with those million views? Are you getting customers? Are you selling products? Are you doing all these different things? That's why it's important to think about where your avatar is 
and focusing on a small number of social networks. With any social network, you hear numbers like, oh, like this one has over a billion users. This one has hundreds of millions of users. And you'd think with the law of numbers, you'd be able to find enough potential customers, but there's so many companies that struggle with this. How do we find prospects who fit our avatar checklist on our social networks of choice? Well, I, I tell people all the time, you're going to, you have to, to one, you need to find, you have to do your hashtag research. Because if you're trying to find new people to attract that, um, to get attracted to your message, you're going to have to utilize hashtags. It's the only way unless you want to pay for it. Okay. Um, so that's why I feel that social media is not as much of a traffic as say content marketing, right? Uh, content marketing and search engine marketing and all of the inbound stuff that can, you can do out there feeds into your social media presence. So if we look at social media as a conversion tool, what we're really talking about is building trust and likability for us and our brand because people do business with people they like and trust. Would you agree with that? Definitely. Okay. So if we can get them, so when we're doing the inbound marketing stuff to get them to our website or maybe get the, actually maybe you're using your inbound to get them to your social media. You can do that. That's fine. It's, it's a roundabout way to get them to your website because that's the ultimate place you want them to be, right? You want them booking uh, for consults or getting free assessments or whatever your lead generation is on your website. You need to make sure that it's congruent, right? And everything leads to your website because you control that. You don't control your social media uh, platforms. Your profiles are not yours. That audience isn't yours. It's only on loan to you by whomever owns that platform. So be it Meta or LinkedIn or Snapchat, TikTok, the organization who is letting you use that to talk to people owns your profile owns your audience. And so you're just on lend. It's on loan. Sorry. So when we look at that, we really just want to have that as a part of the conversation rather than being the sole ingredient of the conversation. And you bring up a great point. I mean, Facebook, for instance, I feel like people kind of notice already because of how much marketers have brought this up, but Facebook organic reach used to be a really great way to reach people, but that became obsolete as soon as Facebook said, we got to make some money. And then right. they did paid When they went public, they had to, they have to serve, they're at the service, they, they serve at the pleasure of their stockholders, right? Mm. To say that organic reach is going to get you anywhere so 15 years ago, right? Um, if right now you're lucky to get three to maybe 5% of your followers, and you know a handful if you got the right message and enough in immediate engagement all the things that the algorithms uh take into account whether or not they're going to put it in front of other people who are following the hashtags that you put in there as well right and then you know how often are you posting and all the other things that go along with that organic reach on social media is all but gone but engagement with your audience isn't and that's why I continue to say it's not a lead generation, organic social media specifically is not lead generation as much as it is a conversion tool. I really like that perspective. I mean, we've known that organic reach isn't quite what it used to be. 
social nothing media like it used to be. <laughs> businesses. They need to make money and they don't make money with the organic reach. They make money with the paid. But mm -hmm. I like that perspective where you continue to post on social media. It's a way to build rapport and trust with your existing audience rather than focusing on boosting up your followers, boosting up your likes. I mean, if you charge high enough for your services, you only need a small number of clients to hit your income goals. So it's not necessarily get a ton of people to follow you. It's more about let's get a few people on board for my services. Now, mm -hmm. how do we move the conversation from social media to scheduling that appointment? I think that comes down to paying it forward and providing uh, value before the sale. You have to convince these people you know what you're doing as a service provider, regardless of what, you're, what service it is that you provide. So when we're having that conversation, Gary Vee has a, a good uh, methodology where he talks about the jab, 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 upper hook, uppercut. And it's a great metaphor for Giving, I go with this, give, 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 ask. Okay. So if you are giving and giving and giving, the majority of what's happening as people are coming in is seeing that you're giving. And if the people who are hanging out will see the occasional ask. When you've done that and you're using the mentality of giver's gain, people trust that you're not trying to sell them the next snake oil. Because as service providers, most of us have been commoditized by a bunch of snake oil salesmen out there promising things they can never deliver in the timeframes and the prices that a lot of times burn people on the services we provide. And you mentioned the point of bad actors in the space. And I think you go on someplace like LinkedIn where in your inbox, you are going to get so many messages from people who only care about you when you become a client. And it's this type of stuff that really discourages you from looking at your inbox or taking credible people seriously. So right. in the murkiness, how do we craft messaging that stands out? Is it just give so much or is there a way to create that first message impression that stands out from the others? There is a craft, a, a part of crafting your message is testing your message. So many people will go full board on something that they think their target audience is going to latch onto, but they've never tested it. So um, there's things called sprint testing where you can take small snippets and do really short uh, ad campaigns on say Facebook, where you are able to target your, your demographic, your business demographic that you're going for if you're a B2B, or maybe your consumer demographic if you're a B2C, okay? And when you're doing that, you're just finding out if they're interested in what you're saying, right? Just those taglines, those hooks. And you find out what hooks work, and once you find out what hooks work, then you, then you take those and you integrate it into your messaging, right? So if we find, certain keywords, certain pain points, certain um, aspirations and visuals that our target audience is actually latching onto, that's where we build out our message. And as we're doing that, we're building a deeper relationship with them. Because if we're talking about a pain point and you're showing how they can do it on their own, right? And most people, that's where they first are going to look at. It's like, if it's a 
depending on what it is, but not nine times out of 10, we're looking at ways to do it ourselves, right? We're, we're very re- resilient people as Americans and we're, we're proud. So it's like, oh, I can figure this out, right? I'll just go on YouTube or a TikTok and I'll look, I'll look it up, right? In my IGTV, it'll, it'll, it'll be in my feed. Somebody will tell me how to do this. And that's how they get to following you. And then you realize, well, I could probably do it faster if I had help. And that's where you're able to filter out between the tire kickers and the people actually bringing you uh, revenue. Because I know uh, for Breakthrough Success, I was just wondering, one thing Michael does is he helps people. If you don't want to manage the digital ad campaigns and you want to, you want the profits, but you don't want the work of looking at all the data to figure out what works, Michael is the guy who helps with stuff like that. So saying like, this is how you do it, some people, they'll go right for it. They will follow the video and do it. Other people That's say, awesome. I need help with the services. I don't know where I'm going. Now, right. you mentioned the uh, sprints that you do mm-hmm. for an advertising campaign. What does that look like? Are we talking about a week-long sprint, 200 ad spend? or No, other? we're talking short sprints. Um, and we're using it not for paid, not necessarily specifically for paid advertising. Many times we're using it just for all of our messaging. We're just trying to find out what the hooks are, right? For our specific audience. So we'll spend like $25 in 24 hours with 10 different hooks and put it out there to our target audience and say, okay, which one do you guys like best, right? And if, if the spend is too high, so say you're spending, you know, a, more than a dollar per click, you know, and you have a high end, you have a high ticket item, even at a dollar a click for interest is a little high. So you're like, okay, if none of them are getting below that, then maybe we should, we should go and look at another set. And we look for another set and look for another set and we go, oh, here's one. We get a lot of clicks. It, costs, it has a very low cost per click on it. We're going we're gonna to work this into our content. We're going to work this into our head, headers and our websites, all those types of things. And the good place, a good cheap place to start is to look at uh, Google Ads Managers. Because that right there, you can put in keywords that you think people are looking up and it'll show you all of the related keywords and keyword phrases that are out there. And Google will show you the search volume for those. So if people are using the words to search for that problem, that related keyword, that means it's in their vernacular when they think of that pain point. So those are great starting points for you to use for your hooks in integrating those terms into your copy into your headers into your hooks and those hooks if you do it that way that's also going to help you with the seo i mean uh i wouldn't it will if it's on your website yes i I would never (laughs) bank on one single strategy but if you've got seo going you got social media going you got paid advertising going there's a lot of good synergy to help with your business um i want to go into you mentioned this rule of 26 that helps you like if you're a service centric business you want to get sales rule of 26 i know you do talk about this in your book but i'm wondering if you could just give us a little bit of an overview of what that means and how we can use it to expand our businesses sure so the rule of 26 is an ethos that we use at buzzworthy to help service centric businesses understand how their websites can make them money okay and so i created it to basically disprove that word of mouth marketing and referral marketing can outperform, I will always outperform a website. And so I created this rule through some mathematical research of like what 
KPIs, key performance indicators in website marketing, move revenue needles. So we have a lot of vanity KPIs out there, both in SEO and in social media marketing. Okay. And so I boiled it down in the rule 26 states that if you increase your unique traffic by 26%, your website conversion rate by 26%, and your average value per client by 26%, you'll get a compounded output of 100% more business from your website. And once you've accomplished that, you just rinse and repeat. So the second time around, you will have quadrupled. And the third time around, you will have 8x'd the amount of revenue coming from your website. I really like how, because I know that you help people who want to double their revenue as service-centric businesses, but uh, the 26 concept, I mean, when a lot of people think about doubling their revenue, they think I have to go from, let's say, 100K to 200K. That's a big leap. Right. But right. if you are only looking at 26% jumps in three areas where it is quite doable, like unique yeah. traffic, you can create content, you can mm -hmm. post on social media. There are things you can do to get 26% mm -hmm. jump. And I love how you break that down. So we focus on three key elements instead of like with less clarity, we can get stuck in likes, shares, comments, things that can help. But do we really know if they're helping? I mean, right. it's good to distinguish between the vanity metrics and those KPIs that are going to make the money. Right. I call them real. They, yeah. They're the revenue. They're the revenue moving KPIs there. If you do one of those, you will increase the amount of revenue coming from your website. You do two, you've got now 52% more. You do three, you got a hundred percent more revenue. Right. And if that's not enough revenue, just do it again. Right. And, um, the, the advanced rule of this is oh, the, the last one is average value per client. If you think you have maxed out the average value per client, then you just double up on one of the other two rules. Mm -hmm. If you feel like you've maxed out your uh, conversion rate, you, you know that you're already three times, four times the, the average of your industry, double up on one of the other uh, rules. The math still works. It's those three KPIs that seem to move revenue needles better than any of the other ones that I've ever researched. I mean, those KPIs, like if you focus on those, like if you think about a funnel, like the traffic goes into the funnel, then it goes through the conversion process, then you get a client. And if you focus mm -hmm. on those parts of the funnels, it makes a lot of sense where that's how you're going to get clients. Mm -hmm. I know we've talked about paid ads before. Some people are a little bit jittery on it. Some people, maybe they've spent hundreds of dollars, they think ads don't work, but it's really their offer. What would you say are some of the ways that people can get started with ads? Like what would you recommend for someone who wants to test out the waters? Okay. So ads are not going to create revenue if your hooks are not profitable. So you really need to test your hooks. Right, so we talked about sprint testing and that can be a low cost way of doing it. So you spend 25, 50 bucks, put out 10 ads for 24 hours, try to get about five to 600 um, impressions, see if the cost per clicks um, are, are, are worth what you think they're worth, okay? And you're like, okay, yeah, that's actually a good value. That's, that's it's there, it's just the header, no nothing else. And you can have it go to wherever you want it to go to because the, the conversion on the backside is not important, it's the click. You're just testing the click. Okay, so we have that right there. And if you don't have a lot of money, then what you need to do is go to your best clients and ask them, 
Hey, if I offered it this way, or what about my service do you love? What attracted you to my business? Ask them all of these very pertinent questions to why they do business with you and then go test those. Test them in your social media. You can put it out there and then boost it a little bit and just see if you get better engagement than other ones, right? You can do that. So you can do the guerrilla marketing, which is going and just talking to people and saying, what is it that you want to hear? What out of these, you can do a survey where it's like, hey, these are the three headers I'm thinking about. Which one would you most likely click on? A, B, or C, or none of these are interested to me. Always give them that option. Like I wouldn't click on it, right? And send that to people that you have, uh, that you've done business with, people who have spent the most money with you. Those are the people that you should value their opinions the most because they're the ones giving you the money to do your service. I mean, a lot of people, they run the ads and they just hope it'll work. They throw money in the sky and see what happens. But getting the feedback from people already paying you, those are the people you converted. Those are the people who, if you repeat those processes, it's going to help you get more clients. And there's mm -hmm. a lot of technology. We can use a lot of social networks, a lot of advertising, but understanding the basics, getting those hooks getting feedback from top people. That's the stuff that matters. You get the foundation, the tools become easier to utilize. Michael helps people who want to utilize all these different tools to get more clients. He helps you establish your foundation if you don't have hooks. Michael, where can we go to learn about your work and see if we want to work with you? We can go to buzzworthy dot biz that's b-u-z-z-w-o-r-t-h-y dot b-i-z and that'll give you all of the services that we provide there we have some holistic stuff and then we also have some do-it-yourself uh, tools out there for folks who don't have a, a large budget and are just starting out but want to do it right and build a good foundation for social media marketing seo or anything like that and then for the book you can go to rule of two six dot com and get uh, the link right there to the Amazon for eBooks or paperback. Well, Breakthrough Success listeners, we will have the links in the show notes. Get your copy of Michael's book. Head over to his website, buzzworthy.biz. Maybe you work with him, maybe do some DIY based on the advice he provides on that site. Michael, thank you so much for joining us on Breakthrough Success. It was a pleasure to have you here today. Thank you so much there, Mark.